Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. It's me, Joel, a playwright and performer And it's me, Kishan, a science educator And welcome back to T42 It is our best friend podcast yep, yep, yep. Where we talk about whatever the Wow, we want foie Not just one, right? No. But just But also not just wah. Yeah, You put F in front of the Y, it becomes more powerful I think you put F in front of anything, it becomes amazing la. Wow, this one you hear teachers say <laughs> Welcome back, dear listeners, to season two of T42. Oh my god, season two. Does it mean, is it, is it now, see, is it T42.2? Uh, <laughs> uh, T42.2 or V2? T42.2 V2. T42, wow, too many numbers. In no, we're, we're very Singaporean. <laughs> uh, everything also must have like yeah, acronym version, number. Correct, uh. correct. Yeah, I actually had someone come up to me recently and go, hey, I love your podcast, T42. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to- told me that before and, and then they only like recently realised that it's T42. You I'm know like, what that suggests? Seriously? It means they don't actually listen to the podcast because we literally say the name of the podcast oh my in God. the first five seconds you of the right. show. You are right. That means you don't kind of bluff me. Yeah, so like, you want to, yeah, this is a good way to kind of like huh? sieve, sieve out the chaff from the wit. <laughs> to say, Correct. Separate the goats from the sheep. It's really yeah. true. It's really true. Yeah, next time, all you listeners, you know. Yeah. Mm. What is T42? My God. And yeah, how are you been, Kishan? Oh, I've been great. I've been so happy. Like this, this, uh, I I was very happy to get away from the podcast for a while. Wow, it's a way, way to start the second <laughs> season. It's like, well, uh, I mean, like, yeah, it's been nice, but I kind of like... No, like come on, come on. We, we, did, we did 32 episodes eh, last year. That is an Almost every week we it's did true. one. Yeah, we did. So I was just like, towards the end, I was like, okay, we need to step away from this for a while. Mm-hmm. But I last week, I was just so excited to get back. I was like, mm. oh my god, oh my god, I can't wait. I know. I've been very excited too because like we've been kind of like slowly fomenting with ideas. Yeah, we've been we... writing down like ideas all the time. Oh yeah, and about, speaking of that, like the our dear listeners, we did a kind of little Instagram campaign, did we not? Yeah. Kind of fish for ideas because we were running out of them. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> we received quite a number didn't we? We received a lot yeah, mm. and we're slowly looking through them and Correct. we just want to say we reserve the right to, you know, not produce any of them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. There's no contract sign, right? Nothing. Yeah, even if we do use those ideas, we don't owe you any royalties. Absolutely so. none. Yeah. And that is the <laughs> key. <laughs> Did you hear that, dear listeners? I'll do it again. Dear yes. listeners, we've had a software upgrade. Correct. Now we, a hardware upgrade. Hardware. Yeah. Now we come with sound. Yeah. <laughs> T42. Now with sound. <laughs> Batteries not included. Right. Okay, let's explore all our sound effects. Yes. Yeah, we become one of those podcasts, Kishin. Mm. I don't know how to feel about it's this. It's a matter of time. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, let us know what you think. This mm. one is my favorite. Orchestra hit. Yeah, it's very good. What's the next one? <laughs> Fork horn for every time we need it. Yeah, yeah. It's the sound of my stomach after I drink milk. Oh, is it? Yeah. This one's what? Oh, cash register. Yeah, because we want to be a famous podcast. Correct, guys. So and we yeah, want listen, money. Every time you hear this, right, it's us telling you, hey, maybe donate money. Too. Correct. Yeah, it's mm. like. Uh, and this is my favorite, I think. Singapore, we have it together. <laughs> eh, who could that be? Who could that be? Singapore, we have it together. Money? Oh, I love okay. this new f- upgrade that we have. Oh yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if anybody can tell la, but we've definitely we've uh, we've definitely increased our hardware po- uh, quotient by a little bit. Yeah, we have, we have. I don't know if we sound better. Yeah, I don't know, but, but we're happy about it because we have sound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, are you ready to get on with the episode? Kishin? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I, we have so much to talk about today. Yeah! So much to talk about. <laughs> Alright, it's time for the first segment of the day. Mm-hmm. Are you home? Shirley. Shirley, where are you? Shirley. Shirley, Shirley faster coming. Going to rain already. Shirley faster. Le. Your hair wet, not good for you. Mm, mm. Shirley, we get sick. Le. Can get early onset rheumatism. Ayo, <laughs> why you curse Shirley until like that? No, I have a very, you know, I've always wondered who Shirley is. I also sis. Yeah. You and me and like. I think one day we have to bring Shirley into the So many the of Singaporeans are wondering like, who the fuck is Shirley? Anyway, <laughs> it's the segue in which we discuss an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us very often. Both. Both. And what's on the chopping block for today. It is truly one of the greatest mysteries at the heart mm. of life in Singapore. Oh my gosh. One of like the great unanswered questions. Hey, scared, one of the most polarizing issues of our time. Uh, oh my god. It's none other than Which one? Hiti or cooling. Oh. <laughs> This topic came up while we were having dinner oh, at a friend's place, correct? Right? And then, like as usual, I mean, like you're an Indian person, yeah. I'm a Chinese person. Yeah. I, I feel like every time I have this conversation with my non-Chinese friends, right? Like it becomes this huge kind of like, like interrogation. So hey, explain it in a nutshell. Like, what is this? What are we talking about here with hiti or cooling? Okay, so it's like a concept in traditional Chinese medicine, right? right. That suggests that. 
um, certain foods have like this is what I think lah. It's like have more like warming energy, and some have more cooling energy. It's literally the yin and yang lah. That one I don't know lah. La. I'm guessing, but right? then it's like it's yeah. like you eat certain food and then it will mess with your hot energy or your wet energy or whatever. Yeah. But then like the way I understand it, right, it's like you eat certain foods and it will manifest in certain kinds of like sure yeah feelings in your body. Like you know what I'm talking mm. about. If I yeah, say I do. If I say something, something is heaty. What kind of effect does it produce in you? Like inflammation. <laughs> but no, seriously, that's why the inflammation of the uh, what. Uh, of of like joints maybe <laughs> I I know I don't know like but but literally so I think if something is heaty you are going to get sick ah correct that's literally my my my, sen- my my sense of it but also if something is too cooling you're also gonna get sick so it's an imbalance right I of know, these okay, energies I, in your body right but I I I understand heaty more than cooling you ah, know what I mean right, right, right. because like. Uh, it's like hitting that thing, right? Where you eat certain kind of fruits, for example, it will leave that kind of sticky feeling in your yeah. throat. Okay, so, like Pooja, our friend who's telling us, right, that yeah. you know, like during mango season, Alfonso mango season, right? Yeah. And then mango is a very heaty fruit. It right? is. Like she told us that her mother used to tell her and her sister that if you eat too many Alfonso mangoes, you will get pimples on your butt. Oh, that's very specific. Which to me, right, is peak hitty. Oh, but but pimple is big, a uh, peak hitty, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. I have a similar story of a friend uh, whose brother ate like a whole bowl of durians yes. and immediately nose bled. Oh, confirm. That to me is also peak hitty. No, it's one way to try and kill yourself is to eat a whole box of durians. Yeah, immediately nose bled leh. Of like, course oh, now. It's not just the nose bleeding ah. Uh. It's like got internal hemorrhages. <laughs> You heard it here first uh. Do not eat a whole box of durian Yeah so like Do you have any experiences With this hitty cooling thing Like personal experiences Uh Yes It's like du- It always revolves around durian And uh, like, great, This conversation right? comes up Every year during durian season Right When mm. it's like We will say things like Ah uh, the things like You eat durian Then you must counterbalance it With mangosteen Because apparently The mangosteen is cooling And will help offset The the heatiness of the durian Oh Is that why they're called The king and queen of fruits together Yeah I don't want to gender the fruits <laughs> Okay, you know really, what? Fair, I'll yeah, take it. I don't want to gender the fruits. I'll take it that way. Oh, yeah. but it's also like during Chinese New Year. Like this is another time when it comes out, right? It's like all oh, all the Chinese New Year snacks are hitty. Correct. Every yeah. single one. Actually, for me, it's uh, also during Chinese New Year period because Chinese New Year period, my parents get boxes of mandarin oranges from the suppliers of shops or whatever. Oh, mandarin as oranges like, as like a thank you lah. Very hitty. Yeah. yeah, and then like. I love, I love eating Mandarin oranges. Me too. And I would eat like 10 in a shot kind of thing. Eh? Because it's so easy to peel, the, right? Exactly. And they're yeah. so delicious. And I tell you, I, I immediately get a sore throat. Confirm. Immediately get a sore throat. Confirm. And it's like, this this season, COVID season, better don't play. You get sore throat, people ask you go get sore. Oh yeah, this is an so, important PSA. Uh. So now Chinese New Year coming already, right? Yeah. It's like, excuse me, this heaty cooling thing, don't play. Don't play. Especially leh. now got like virus going around. Correct. Really yeah, the virus is just waiting to pounce on your heaty or too cooling body. Yeah, but okay, this just <laughs> makes me think, right, that heatiness is basically associated with greed. And like, it's like, you know what? It's like Chinese New Year, right? All you want to do is eat. I'm pretty sure it's the same for the public. Actually, I, I disagree. You think? So, my mother sells, like, they own a drink store, right? Yeah. So, whenever it rains, she will say that her sugarcane prices, the sugarcane sales will drop because she tells me sugarcane is cooling. So, if you are greedy on a rainy day and you want sugarcane, you also take in too many cooling things. What happened to you? Just drown. Uh, you <laughs> just drown in your old body fluid. It's <laughs> like, you drink too much sugarcane, then you go to the rain. I, I'm out here! Apparently, it like, makes you sick because you get too cool. So your body cannot generate enough warmth. So I mean, I, okay, see, what is the science behind all this? I actually have no idea. Every time I hear my mom talk about it, right, which is my own personal experience with this, my mom tells me all sorts of these sorts of things. Yeah. Even though like we are an Indian family and culturally we're Indian, because we live in Singapore, we hear all sorts of these things about heating and cooling. So it Correct. permeates our, our, our family as well. Correct. Every time she tells me these things, I'll just laugh and I go like, what do you mean? What no, do you mean by heating or cooling? There has to be some scientific truth to it. Think about it. There has to be some scientific I'm, truth to it. I'm sure there's something, like, but I just don't know what it is. Okay, wait. One of our friends while we discussing this posited that it might have something to do with like dehydration right ah, yeah, like, certain, I certain heaty foods dehydrate you right but it doesn't explain things like, like I'm pretty sure pineapple is heaty because you know it leaves that sticky feeling in your throat but it's right. also very hydrating what, because it's so juicy no but I think I think I think why like this sticky feeling comes about is because it's producing mucus and when your body produces mucus it dehydrates you because mucus contains water oh there kitchen I feel like you've literally just Have I solved it? You've cracked it You've cracked it The episode is over Ah, Bye 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 (laughs) 
I forgot about our sound effects. <laughs> yeah, correct. Mm, next. <laughs> I mean, that's my... I think you, need, you deserve a Nobel Prize. <laughs> no, people start giving out Nobel Prize for this. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. Hitty and cooling has to do with mucus production. I mean, that's my guess. Lah. Yeah. No, I, I feel like this is... Uh, I, this conversation has come up so many times. Like, I mm. first had this conversation with Pooja and it was so funny, right? Yeah. And I like, she, she just cannot wrap her head around the Hitty cooling thing. And right, I don't yeah. blame her because neither can we, of right? Course. But we like to go around telling people things are Hitty. Oh, I enjoy it tremendously. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, don't eat that one. It's too Hitty. I know. <laughs> and it's actually, I think there's no truth to it. Honestly. Because like your mother, right, will say this one Hitty one day, next day cooling. Yeah, and it's Monday. all about whether or not she wants you to eat it. Yes, yeah. that's what I think also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, but no, I bring up Pooja because it made me think of that time when like, I, I was like trying to explain it to her. Then she asked me, okay, so what about water? I was like, hmm, depends on the temperature. <laughs> And then she said, she said, okay, so is cold water heating or cooling as hot water heating or cooling? And I, I said, think it's opposite. No, no. So I said, hot water is cooling. Correct. And she just lost her shit at me. <laughs> hot water is cooling. It because you know why? It makes you sweat. And then when you sweat, your body cools down. I mean, I- I'm buying it. I do really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we? At- <laughs> But I think we're gonna play a game. Yeah, right, I want to play like um Singapore's number one uh game show. Yeah, game correct. which is like uh hit your cooling. Hit your cooling. We want to tap on your uh very wonderful wealth of Chinese knowledge. Correct, I'm like I'm Singapore's your, number one Chinese, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Singapore number one Chinese. Eh? Correct. In this game show, what yes. I'm gonna do is I'm going to throw out a food and okay. ask you, Kishan, whether okay. you think it's hitty. Or cooling oh. And then I will tell you Whether or not And I ask you to explain Why you think so Right, right And then I'll tell you Whether or not you got it right 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 So okay. what's the name Of this game show uh, Hitty or cooling Alright oh, so basically It's the name, the name yeah, Of the correct. show la. That's the mm. instruction Hitty or cooling Hitty or cooling Can mm. I'm ready Are you ready I'm ready Okay Number one is Pomegranate. <laughs> Pomegranate 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 is, Pomegranate is hitty Wait, why? Because when you drink it, right, you also produce a lot of mucus and phlegm. So I think it's hitty. Really? Yeah. But don't you think it's like very cooling? No, definitely not. It's like it's like a nice acidic fruit, right? No, that's exactly why I think it's hitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pomegranate is in fact a hitty. Mm. Um, Correct. So don't eat too much, uh, even yeah. though it looks like... You can see the reason why I think it's a cooling fruit, right? I thought it was cooling. is because like it's, um, it's, it's, it's a Middle Eastern fruit, Mediterranean... You oh know? yeah, okay lah. So like, I, it's see, the kind I see thing, where like, you're going. Yeah, yeah, you eat it in the desert to cool down, right? Mm. So okay, I, guess, I see where you're going. Yeah, I guess heaty cooling doesn't work on that logic. It's mm. not about cooling yourself down. Yeah, right? I, I I don't know actually, but it's just feeling. It's um, it's really just feeling lah. Mm, okay, okay. Mm. Here's another one. Mm. Grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit. That's interesting. Mm. I think grapefruit is heaty. Why? Because I think it's right up there with the oranges. Because citrus is it? Yeah. As in, so you think like. It, it. I think most citrus things are heaty. Hmm. So like lemon, orange, mandarin orange. Yeah, I think so lah. Okay, let's see. Am what I wrong? Am I right or wrong? You're wrong. <laughs> Grapefruit. It's cooling. It's cooling, is it? Yeah. Wow. Why ah? Because right, it's not all citrus heaty oh, cooling. Wait, I love how you started mm-hmm. as if like you knew the answer. <laughs> Because, right? <laughs> With such conviction. Here's my postulation. Yeah. Completely unscientific. Yeah. Not all citruses are made the same. It's Mandarin true. orange is heaty. Yeah. But navel orange could be is cooling. cooling. And I also suspect blood orange could be cooling. cooling. Mm. In fact, lemon is cooling. Ah. I'm just going to take my word for it. Very intrigued. Yeah. Mm. Subliminal message there to tell our listeners <laughs> to donate money. Okay. <laughs> Next one mm. salmon. Salmon The fish salmon Ooh mm, Interesting right Not something that I think uh, The Chinese culture Would want to incorporate Into their heating coolingness We are We are in fact A very cosmopolitan culture Eh okay. <laughs> Yeah Okay oh, Okay let me try Let me try Salmon mm. uh, I think is okay. cooling Cooling mm. Why do you think that I think most uh, Sea creatures Will be cooling Because they come from the sea <laughs> But the sea can be quite hot Samoa salmon Is not a sea fish Oh it's that's a true Freshwater fish yeah. You want to reconsider your answer No Hitty, Hitty, uh. mm. You're correct. <laughs> I have no idea why, though. Kishan, you're correct. It's truly 50-50. Obviously, because it's an oily fish. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, you are right. Correct. Yeah, because um, anyway, most oily things you would consider hitty. Eating salmon is practically like eating a swimming avocado. <laughs> <laughs> How it's got the same fat, the same Such got, a disgusting It's got image. the same <laughs> Healthy fatty acid I'm pretty sure as No yeah, yeah Alright uh, Let's see What's Pork that? Pork Oh pork is cooling Why? I think uh, Because uh, 
I, I think very red meat things are hitty and I don't think pork is pork, pork is not, right? I guess it depends on which part of the pork. But I think generally pork is considered to be a very good thing to eat and so it reduces your temperature of sorts. I know chicken is hitty, so pork should be cooling. Why is chicken hitty? I don't know, because it produces a lot of phlegm as you eat it. Like, like my mum always tell me if I'm having a cough not to eat chicken. Okay. Yeah. I think that's true. Mm. And in fact, you are correct. Sister, this is my Chinese heritage coming through. Yeah, you're more Chinese than me. <laughs> la. I actually thought pork was hitty. It's cooling. Yeah, but that's because my parents would say don't eat so much pork. So I just associate like people telling me not to eat so much of it with being hitty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because we're tropical country. Can't eat too much hitty. Yeah, no good. All right, let's do ah, uh, this one you're gonna find very interesting. Oh dear. Banana. Oh my god. Mm. Banana confirm hitty. Why do you say that? Because I think. I think it's it, that yum yum feeling. It's that yum yum feeling about my throat. Someone got Pontiana. She confirmed hitty. Okay, so your answer is banana is hitty. Mm, dear listeners, what do you think? I will give you one second to register your 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 opinion. <laughs> and it's wrong, whatever it is. <laughs> it's cooling. Banana is cooling. Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, like this is the TCM website say one la. <laughs> Like from personal experience, I agree with you. Yeah. Banana is a very heaty feeling Same. thing because it's sticky, right? Yes, exactly. That's I can't imagine in what weird. universe banana is cooling. Yeah, lo. Yeah, so this is an odd one. Yeah. Okay, let's do two more. Can, two more, okay. two more, two more. Mm, ah, that's interesting. Pumpkin. Ooh, oh my god. Mm. I, I used to hate eating pumpkin. Now I'm, now I'm, now right, I'm quite so a So the question fan. is, right, mm. are we talking about pumpkin or pumpkin spice? <laughs> like the latte? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, I think pumpkin is quite hitty because it's quite a dense fruit so for you to break it down requires a lot of water from your system mm. so it dehydrates you in the same way that maybe like um like most like like sweet potato yeah or I would tapioca th- yeah I would think, think so hitty? yeah okay and you are right yes although I will say right that it's probably because in order to cook pumpkin down till it's edible you have to cook it for very long in over slow heat right mm. and I think then it absorbs all the heat and mm. therefore becomes heaty I awesome. think if you ate raw pumpkin it might be cool. So this, this, <laughs> or pumpkin seed. So so mm. so this quiz neglects the preparation la. It's just No, the... this quiz is fully just like whatever I think. <laughs> like you I love how you trust that I'm giving you the right answers. I could be like fucking with you all this whole time. What is truth? Post truth. Post truth. Hey, but not bad, like, I only got two wrong so far. I don't care. In my eyes you got them all wrong. <laughs> okay, one last one. Yes. This is very interesting. I brought it up earlier. Avocado. Oh, I mean, in the same vein as salmon, I would say then it w- it is hitty lo because there's a lot of oil in it lah. Mm. <laughs> Fuck right off. Uh? Why are you so binary? Huh? Avocado is neutral. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? It's neutral. You know what? I think it's just because, right? Why is neutral? Because they want to make sales, is it? No, no. I think it's because Chinese people don't know how to eat avocado. (laughs) So they don't eat, right? They're just like, this one? I think neutral. (laughs) Neutral. Oh my god, that's very sad. And it may be true. I don't know. I don't know very much, but... Quite interesting, ah. Uh. Okay, I'll just read off some of the others, lah. Just yeah. find out interest. So it's like, okay, obviously ginger is hitty. Okay. Longan, obviously hitty, right? Longan, eh, longan, longan, I think mm, it's hitty. Longan, rambutan, all this. Yeah. Uh, frog meat, cooling. cooling. And my, I was most surprised to see that duck egg is cooling. What? Yeah. Duck egg, eh. For me, everything about the duck is hitty. I know, right? From yeah. the bill to the butt. From the. <laughs> yeah. And other neutral foods include pomfret. That's what I understand. Pomfret is a very neutral fish. Really? It can't decide about itself. Oh, is it? It's like, are you a flat fish or a round fish? Oh, so I don't know lah. Don't know, I don't okay. know. What uh, else is neutral? I'm so curious. Eggs. Chicken eggs. Really? Yeah, but I think it's just because if you classify eggs as either cooling or heaty, there will be blood on the streets. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, what? So cake cannot. Cake cannot. Steam. You steam the egg can, you fry the egg can, you scramble. What do you want us to do? You know <laughs> For the sake of the people, so it's just neutral lah. Mm, correct. For I think like, yeah, people. in these polarized times, we should all aim yeah. for a kind of neutrality. That's right. Well done. <laughs> mm, now it's time. Oh, haven't seen this for so long already. Now it's time for lukewarm takes. We're two elder millennials. That's us. Talk about something that's happening in the world. Mm. So what's happening in the world, Joel? It's only been like 
what one month? Yeah, so um, 2020 turned to 2021, mm. and then uh, 2021 in the first week of her life revealed herself to be a much more vindictive whore than 2020 ever was. She's a demon. She's a demon. Like in global news, we have the rise of global fascism. But correct, we, we knew that. We knew, we knew. Yeah, there was like um the the end of American democracy. Mm, mm, mm. Long time coming. Correct. Uh, climate change. Oh yeah, yeah. She was there. Yeah, and then in Singapore, we've just got like um the implosion of uh, LGBTQ rights. Oh, uh, right. You know, All the January shenanigans. I mean, has there, I don't think for a very long time now there has been a month that has been so singularly focused on like... LGBTQ rights Right Do you know what I mean Yeah And it's not as if It's because just one Shitty thing after another Has been it happening Really It's like Consecutive Like without a break You know Right Like it kicked off with what What did it kick off with Like uh I think the small incident Oh yeah So for those of you Who don't know right What happened was What, ha- what had happened Small what was like a happened? Small was like a little Kind of like Healthy food Like what Grain bowl restaurant Somewhere Yeah, yeah city, Something like right? that Yeah, uh, They have two outlets One in I'm just gonna shout them out One at like, Lao Pasar And the other one At like Paileba Quarter The Paileba Square area uh, Right okay Yeah so what had happened was that this guy, this this man, walked into uh, Lao, the Lao Pasat uh, outlet and saw a pride flag hanging mm. on the on, on, near the cash register of the small outlet at Lao Pasat. Correct. And then he angrily asked the the the, count, the counter staff like. <laughs> How can this be allowed? How can this, How can be, this be allowed? allowed? And then he just walked away. Yeah, but then like this, it was all captured on CCTV, right? Yeah. yeah. It, the beauty of it was that every single moment of that was captured on CCTV. So this was a pretty significant event for me because like, yeah. I think it's one of the first, the few times or the first time we've actually seen footage or a recording of this kind of outwardly homophobic behavior. Truly. Right? Truly, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was very I, distressing to watch. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, no, for me as well, it was a distressing thing to watch yeah. because it was just... It was just filled with hatred. Yeah. And I remember watching it and my mouth just fell on the floor. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but then also the uncle, like, who knows? Like, maybe he's, like, unwell or mentally unwell, right? But it was just, like... So, like, you know, you give benefit of the doubt, but then also it's just kind of like, uncle really must, man. No, but yeah. to, to me, I, I acknowledge that as well. Like, when I when I posted on social media my outrage, I immediately thought after posting, like, okay, maybe there's something up with the uncle and I don't know the full story. But for me... Even after thinking that, it doesn't take away from the rage from what I saw. Yeah. And the rage directed yeah, yeah. At, 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 queer at, people. at queer people. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Queer people and their allies, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like, small is not like a gay-run business. No, it's, they're just it's, allies. It's, it's just allies, right? And then yeah. just for that, like they were they were so like... Um, they were aggressed for no for no reason other than showing support. Ex- uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can I, I just say, know. first of all, right? Before yeah. Chinese New Year must clear all your debts. You know? So all you homophobes, if you're listening, and I don't know why you are, right? <laughs> Please, uh, just like... Go and inspect yourself before Chinese New Year. Please go and clear your moral debts. Uh. <laughs> Don't cross into the New Year with all this kind of hatred in your heart. Very bad. Very yeah, bad. La. it's yeah. terrible. La. But that was the first like like anti LGBT. Yeah, thing which that has happened. now kicked off all like the Facebook comments and whatever. So yeah. it's like the machine started again. And like, all of this is happening with the in the backdrop of like uh the return of the 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 constitutional challenge against Section 377A is being heard. I don't think the verdict's out yet. Uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, but I did read something very interesting that one of the judges asked the 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 lawyers who were representing the state. Yeah. So basically the prosecutors or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, he asked like, okay, so will a future government be able to... Because right now the agreement is that the car- the government of the day is not going to enforce the law, just right. keep it on the books, right? But would a future government be able to then... Uh, undo this agreement and enforce the law again. Yeah. To which the 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 legal representative of the state went. Uh, yes, they could, and by all means, if that time comes, uh, this issue could be relooked at. So you know, the law this could be enforceable. Like, that's what they're basically saying. Basically, saying yes, it's because it's one of the arguments, right? Like that, you leave three seven seven eight on the books. It the government of the day has this agreement, but you can't guarantee that future governments Absolutely. won't. And then like to say that when it reaches that point, then we throw out the law, to me is like fast. No, yeah, I think it's fast. It's insulting. Well. It's yeah. insulting. Right? And I can understand why, of course, queer people live in fear la, of, yeah. of, 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 of this law hanging yeah. over their heads, right? Sort of Damocles. Yes, a sort, sort of, of Damocles. Damocles. Oh, that's a good phrase, sister. Because it's just like, law is always like contingent on the government of the day, right? And just because today's government has made this kind of like fucked up agreement, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't mean future governments are going to. And that's why we have laws. Mm-hmm. And that's why we contend with laws because mm. these things matter. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we, is yeah. That made me very angry to read. Yeah. My heckles are raised. Your heckles? My heckles are raised. That's going to be your favorite sound. <laughs> yeah, right? that's actually my favorite one. <laughs> Orchestra hit. Sorry, I'm very dramatic. Um, and then of course, like the whole um, trans student Ashley situation. Oh yeah, exactly. So I think I think 
for me, it was heart-wrenching to read that because, or to hear about it because it just made me think if this is one student, are there other students like this? Mm. And uh, it also highlighted how we were so woefully incapable, just inadequate in like talking about these things, mm, you know? Right. Yeah, it just, it just was quite heart-wrenching to hear about this. La. Yeah, yeah, it made me think a lot too. You know, we've talked about on this podcast before, right, about how like JC is such a Puritan environment yeah. because like you, you, you come of age as a young adult, right, but you are not meant to discuss sex or embody it mm. uh, and whatever, right, you're wearing a uniform and you're mm. called boys and girls at yeah. age of 17, 18, but let this, but then let alone being queer, can you imagine? Yeah. Right? I was like a gay kid in school, right, and like I, I, I had a pretty rough time like because uh you 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 just kind of assume that you can't talk about it to people and mm-hmm. and like you don't know how it's ever going to be received when you do like i remember when i was in school right i just told like my one of my friends that i was gay right and then he like like in strictest confidence and he would just blast it out to the whole cohort yeah he did he you just, got outed yeah i got outed yeah he just got outed and then like my nickname in school became fat gay oh my god i'm so FG, sorry sister fg for short Fuck right off, that's awful. FG. No. No, it's what? terrible, it's terrible, yeah. I mean, like, it, at, at the time, I don't think, like, uh, I fully understood the 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 violence of it, but then, like, it, it, it really did make going to school pretty bad. And then when I went to JC, it got even worse, and it felt like this thing that, like, I could not talk about openly. And the teachers, for one, definitely did not want to discuss. Um, you know, so I can imagine, and that's me being gay, right, as a cis, as a cis guy. Right. Like, imagine being trans and then having to kind of, like, transition so publicly like that in, yeah. in an environment it's, it's a lot to deal with in a school setting where I, I think as, you, as you're growing up kids can be unfor- kids can, can, yeah. are not understanding and very unforgivable it's not their fault because they're just tripping over they're finding over them they're finding themselves yeah they're tripping over language they're tripping over language yeah. they are they are really just trying to figure yeah. themselves out as well so Correct. but th- that's why I am frustrated at the situation like, because there is no language given to allow us to communicate right. this better. And I wish we had better spaces to talk about these things, to have these difficult conversations because we need to have these difficult conversations. Yeah. And then, of course, MOE jumps to respond, right? And then denies all the allegations. Yeah. Um, which, you know, and then it's issued two statements which I, I really don't think are worth repeating because they're just such non-responses mm. and they're actually kind of insulting those responses. Like, basically saying, oh, no, we're God. And also like, if you want to seek help, uh, please talk to your school, which is a whole kind of like, uh, yes, that's the problem, girl, yeah. kind of situation. Mm. And then like, uh, the most like, uh, scintillating and kind of like, uh, dramatic thing to have happened since is a bunch of like, activists protesting. Oh, right. Yeah. Protesting in front of the uh, the, the MOE building, building. Yeah. yeah, just just I think a few days ago. Correct. Yeah, uh, and they were just holding the pride the pride flag, the, pride flag, the, the, the trans, trans flag. pride flag, and then like signs saying things like, uh, "How can we score A's in school if your care for us is an F?" <laughs> and things like that. And I think the hashtag that's trending is like a uh, "Fix schools, not students." I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. When I was when I was like watching the news on four, we you were there when we were watching the news yeah. on four, right? I was like, shocked. There yeah. was like a pit of anxiety in my stomach because like you you know what happens when people throw themselves at the law like this mm. right you know that they have made up their minds that oh we are going to get into so much trouble oh, because yeah. of this because like protest is illegal in Singapore and everything you know that they are they 100% they, knew what they were getting into la. Yeah. yeah but like to them the optics of that protest was so important and the uh, and the actual actually the event of that protest was so important because mm. it's like saying this, this is like Actually, I think it's very significant when protests like this happens, right? Because it's like knowing full well what the consequences are, you're going to do it anyway, right? It suggests that like the issue is of such deep importance and urgency that this is the only recourse. And, and I yeah. think that's what was said in a Rice Media interview recently by one of the pro- uh, with one of the protesters, yeah. right? She said like we. Uh, I think she said something like uh, we had no choice but to do it it felt like our only option correct Yeah, which it is right because if you think about it I mean for one right now on a practical level the speaker's corner is closed because of COVID but then like on any in any other basis right there's like something kind of impotent about restricting protests to that park where you know whereas like there is something you know like the aesthetics of protest is always about what you see in other countries for example right when like say um, someone's protesting against like the detention of Uyghurs in concentration camps they go yeah. to the Chinese embassy in a country and protest there's something yeah. about the, the protesting in front of the symbolic representation of the state 
or an institution. Yeah, like it's fitting lah. Yeah, which yeah. obviously we can't do because you can only protest in one place in the sure. country. Or yeah. you can apply for a permit, but nobody ever gets your permit to mm. protest. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of our friends um said something said something to me later that night after I was digesting all of this because it really left me a. Feeling a bit shell shocked mm. Like the, the whole afternoon After we met I was just like Wow I can't believe This is happening right now And one of our friends Actually said You know it's so Funny that this happened Outside the MOE building uh, A building where You know Where where where, where we are Where there's people Inside that dedicated to Teaching and educating and Our nurturing, And yeah. nurturing our young When perhaps and in an alternate universe, what could have happened was that someone came down and said, hey, let's have mm. a conversation. Let's go upstairs and let's talk. Then I was like, oh my God, you're right. You know, if that's what, I, I mean, as an educator myself, that's what I want to do with my kids. Mm. I want to listen and I want to talk and I want us to come to an understanding and accept each other. Because yeah. that's what we do in schools, right? When uh, w- That's what we tell students, like, accept diverse diverse views, listen, right. you know, uh, always listen. Yeah. Um. I, I think, like, every time something like this happens, and this is not, you know, it seems like when jo- what happened to Jolliman Wham happens as well, right? When, mm. when, like, civil disobedience becomes this kind of public spectacle, right? It always makes my hair stand a little bit because it reminds me that this is the law manifesting itself in such a physical and visceral way, right? Mm. Within 30 minutes, these people were swept away from the building. Mm. Three of them were arrested. Mm. You know, it's like even within minutes, people had already come to talk to them. Yep. Right? Like the speed of it. Yeah, we are very efficient at at everything. We're efficient at everything. But then it just reminds everybody of their situation within the law. Yeah, like protests in, in, in this country is advocacy for everyone because it's saying like, hey, we are pushing the boundaries for everyone's personal liberties. Not mm. just, it's not just a single issue thing. I don't think many people see it that way. No. Yeah, it's, that's not in fact how people see it, right? And then actually kind of like the the, the online conversation that's taking place surrounding it, right? Mm. I've been noticing that one common strain that's coming up is like this very anti-protest kind of narrative. Is a lot of people are very critical of the protesters. Very, oh yeah, um, you know, and it is. It, I'm just like kind of really confused by that. But at the same time, I, I you know kind of trying to figure out where it comes from, right? This kind right. of disdain, right? Uh, and that and that irritates me. It saddens really? me that it saddens right. me that you know this kind of like really politically significant and remarkable thing has happened, and like the there's been such backlash against it. I think mm. I think like one way of like getting into this is to read some Facebook comments. I guess mm. always a good way, right? Yeah, it's correct to wade through the shit. Yeah, so like uh, I <laughs> I feel like the the story of January in Singapore can be summed up, uh, or just generally the story of queer rights in Singapore can be. <laughs> Summed up in like uh, these four comments that we pulled out yeah. <laughs> from Facebook, and like these comment are comments sections. in response specifically to the MOE protests. I think. Uh, let me read the first one. Yeah, I'll do my best. Um, Can online heckler voice? Uh. Please, please. Uh, give him a name. What do you think his name? Regale is? us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know his. Why his yeah, let's his? call him. Let's say this one's a man. Uh, uh, Gideon. Gideon. Uh, okay. Gideon. Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> I think this case a bit ridiculous. Uh. If you read into the whole saga, the main problem is with the student not want to cut their hair and wear pants. That's kind of objectifying women in a sense because women must have long hair and wear pants then can be considered female meh? I really love this one, right? Because it's like, wow, uncle, suddenly the performati- performativity theory of gender Correct. becomes relevant to your life, huh? Now it's okay. Ah, when trans people want more rights, then suddenly, why stereotypical Correct. gender presentation? Correct. Mm. When, uh, before this, when girls had short hair, uh, or like, like weapons, how can this how be allowed? Make the girl have long hair a little bit, la, look pretty. Yeah, well, no? th- mm. this one, okay, I'm very impressed by this one. This it's flipping like, of right. Gideon, yeah. Uncle Gideon, probably very proud of himself, right? Mm. Because it's just like, wow, I managed to appropriate mm. the... He read that one page uh, on Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Butler. Uh. I think this one he read on like Jezebel or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Not even Jezebel. Uh. It's like, it's like, I, don't, I don't even Her know magazine. Her magazine. Uh. <laughs> it's like, you don't have to wear skirts anymore. Mm-mm. Pantsuits are in this summer. Correct. Yeah, this one. Yeah. <laughs> the next one. Next one is, uh, mm, this one, this one, this one is Sally. Do you want to read Sally? Can I can okay, read Sally? Okay. Mm. Mm. This is rubbish. All policies of affirmation are to protect the general student body. Why should there be a specific policies to protect LGBTQ? There are no policies to protect the overweight, underweight, tall, short, etc. If you really want to speak about discrimination, there are thousands of discriminated groups. 
Well done, Sally. Well done. Mm. Pulse on the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Really, like, really. Sally's got the pulse on the issue. Yeah, correct. Well done. I also love how suddenly intersectional politics becomes a thing. <laughs> correct, wow. right? When trans is like when trans people ask for rights, when queer people ask for rights, it becomes what about mm. my favorite argument? What, the what about, about the what about what about the that one? What, what about, about the that one? one? What about the that one? Get in line. Get in line. Yeah. Can I just say that there are policies to protect the overweight in, in schools? It used yeah. to be called Tough Club. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, one correct. of those like tough love kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Right? I was yeah. in Tough Club when I was in primary school. Oh, fuck off, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay, mm, who's the next one? Uh, What's this one's name? Oh, I think this one is Charles. Charles, uh, Charles. Charles, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read Charles. I'll read yes, Charles. Uh, this one is in response to the MOE protest, right? Okay. I think so, yeah. Mm. Oh, welcome to equality. Hmm. Everyone who protests without a permit will get arrested. Mm. <laughs> QED. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> you will get arrested. You will get arrested. So, so this is this is if this is pretty like a common response that's coming up, right? Yeah, like, like okay, is, no, th- you want equality? Ah, uh, let it. Uh, yeah, let it. Uh, I'll be good. Correct. I'll correct. be good. Yeah, it's quite. I, I don't know how to take this. I look in the comment. I got like, huh? I, I just I'm just confused. Yeah, it's you see actually this is picking. Uh, I I think three of these comments have kind of picked off for me, right? This trend in conservative politics, which okay. is appropriating the rhetoric and language of liberation movements and turning it against liberation movement. Ah. So it's that thing of, for example, right? A lot of conservatives now say things like, "Oh, there's a trans ideology that's oppressing us," or conservative voices are being silenced. Correct. You know, and. I think it's very nefarious. It is know? because I don't think these people understand what actual discrimination is and yeah. to just anyhow flip it like that correct, is correct. so dangerous. But this comment in particular is like only one of several comments I've noticed that have been very dismissive and critical of like protests in general but these protesters in particular it's yeah. been very like there's a, I, I, I'm trying to place the, the negative emotion here. It's like mm. what do they what are they feeling when they see protests right? Like on one hand we feel a kind of inspiration because I think mm. that there's something deeply you know inspiring about people putting themselves at risk this way but then I've seen comments that go like you, we shouldn't be calling these guys brave they put themselves in danger and taking risks mm. and like it's stupid and it's like reckless right. and it's like and then like to, it starts with that and then the extreme of that goes like hi yeah what did they expect you you protest in Singapore confirm or go to jail one yeah, or be good right. good lock them up you know so there's yeah. been a lot of this kind of like uh, response I find very troubling It's like wh- Why why, why, why do you have to Respond to this With so much backlash What is it to you You know mm. so I'm try- That's what I'm trying to say What actually Is it to you When you see this And w- w- Are you feeling threatened mm. Are you feeling Like um, Called out well, I, see, I, I can't get into that headspace Right I'm, I'm right. having a lot of trouble with it No I Okay I, I don't know mm. To be perfectly honest But I think When When some people see These things happen They get scared because their own understanding of the of the world or Singapore is mm. being shaken mm. and is being disturbed. Mm. So they go on the defensive and they attack what they see is doing the shaking or the rocking of the boat. La. Right. And then it all becomes very this ad hominem sort of attacks and like you see mm. la you see la why you why you go and do this? You uh. asking for trouble or you stupid. Correct, correct. You know? Actually you know like I've just had this thought, right, which is that it is it is a kind of profound trust in the government narrative. That sure. these people have Because the government narrative Is we must be united We are doing well We must stave off um, Complaints We must stave off um, Unrest We must stave off People who make trouble mm. Because Singapore Is constantly In danger And at risk Right uh, That our in danger yeah, like, so Narrative yeah. I think like I think this really goes to show to me, right, the the profound effect of this kind of state narrativizing that it had that the effect that it's had over the years, right, to a state where people really buy into it and see that the only way they can see any kind of liberation movement or any kind of progressive movement is rebel rousing, is mm-hmm. um destabilizing, mm. is anti Singapore. Right. And, and 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 I think it, it it is really like this response to me now that I'm I'm talking it out right. It really sounds like it comes from that world, where you have so much implicit faith in the way our country has been made and is run that yeah. anything that counters that narrative, right, 
is immediately seen as like yeah. a dangerous force. But you can right? also see why people like that believe this, right? Because I mean, I'm gonna say the the, the most tip, the most uh, grossest thing, like, But mm. we have really moved amazingly fast for exactly. 50 years, right? Yeah. So the evidence is really freaking in your face, you know. Yeah. Like, look, we really have done it, you know. Yeah. In 50 years, we've become like from whatever to whatever, and it's like. Um, um, people's minds are blown and like wow look at Singapore so because of that people are like okay better not better not you know yeah yeah. it's a real fear of rocking the boat so you right? can understand right why these people why, why people like that yeah certain people think this but way but then I also think what it comes to right is a lot of people tamp down their own um, dissatisfaction they tamp down their own questions about the system um, mm. in favour of like just uh, obeying the law Obeying the rules Playing the game right Like my mom, for example Is very pro-government right mm. Like I've actually heard her Express dissatisfaction With Singapore's housing policies Because oh, yeah? it affects her In a very real financial way right But then she always just Kind of like um, Tamps it down And like elides it By going ah You know They know what they're doing So I feel like Yeah my of, mom does yeah, the exact same so thing I feel like a lot of people here I think it creates A kind of cognitive dissonance Where you're like I actually do feel dissatisfied But I'm also you know, it's a kind of like double thing where you're like, I do feel dissatisfied, but then also like, I know that the good thing to do is to just agree. Keep my head low. Keep my like, head yeah. low and like, just, you know, because everything else is so good. I think the thing about this country is that it swaddles you in so much comfort that it becomes uh, psychologically threatening to try and unseat that comfort. Right. You know and I mean? it, it also seems to be like a one pathway that people should take in this country. Mm. Like, Go to finish your studies, correct, correct. then you know, get married, get kids, and whatever. So people yeah. tend to tick these boxes yeah. as they go along life. And, and that is the social concord, right? Yeah. In that if you play along and don't rock the boat, this is the life that you can have. So I think like maybe the psychology that we're experiencing now is this sense that anybody who kind of even questions that and not only question that, but then take illegal action against that is like a divisive and actually a uh, 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 terrorist force in this country. And I think that's what queer people are to this country, right? Because yeah. queer people do not subscribe to this to this oh, completely. to this to this flow yeah. of what Singapore wants them to be because they they, they many of them don't want to get married mm. or cannot get married. Mm. Many of them don't want to have children. Many mm. of them want just want to lead their own queer life in this country. Like and mm. it goes against everything Mm. Uh, yeah, it goes against the Singapore story or right. the Singapore story it has for its people. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, another good way into understanding psychology maybe to read the next um the, the read the next and oh, the final comment uh. the final one yeah. Do you want to do this? No like You do lah. I'll do it. Okay. What's I'll the give, name? Give it the honors. Uh, thanks, thanks. What's the name of this person? Wow, this one ah, uh. yo, Bobby. Bobby. Uh. Bobby. Okay. Bobby. <laughs> Once again, this is in response to the news of the MOE protest. Correct. Biden have landed in our tiny island. <laughs> People are dying all over the world. Can't put food on the table. And now's the time to care how a few individuals feel because they are emotionally hurt. What the fuck? <laughs> well Bobby. done, sis. Bobby. That was, that was very good. Yes, yeah, I have to cleanse that from my Can system. Can win a what? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Bobby, where do we start with this one? Yeah. Actually, this this Biden response not uncommon, right? Yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot with this statement that I find problem. Let's mm. let's start with the Biden mm. thing because with with Biden now in office, now everything from the West, right? Any Western import is terrible, mm. you know. But when Trump was in office, for some people, oh, Trump is doing yeah. uh, Trump is doing the good work, yeah, you know. And that's that to me is like so. Sometimes Western import okay, sometimes Western import yeah, not. Yeah, it's very. I think it must be very confusing. No, but I find it's very worrying because like I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, right? But in the immediate wake of GE twenty twenty, like one of the things the headlines I saw was like um, I think Minister of Education at the time saying we must be careful about Western influence in Singapore, especially as it pertains to conversations about race mm. and so-called difficult questions, right? So okay. now I feel that that is the current government position. It's come up enough times that what you're seeing is we are now moving into an age where we must have difficult conversations, but we must be very careful about undue Western influence on that conversation. Right. For example... Lawrence Wong, Minister of Education, recently said racism is real in Singapore. Yep. It exists in Singapore, but we must be prepared, but we must stop identity politics from taking root in this country. Mm. So 
his choice of identity politics is very specific, right? He's yeah. referring very specifically to a strain of like anti-racist discourse that's been happening in the West mm-hmm. and that he's kind of loosely branded as identity politics. Okay. So it's very like, we must have difficult conversations but we must be, uh, we must guard ourselves against the kind of like, uh, you know, liberal left-wing kind of conversation right. about identity. And then he brings up in that same speech, right, something about how like, oh, we must be very careful about extremist points of view like, um, you know, like uh, conspiracy theories and right. things like that. I'm just like, it frustrates me to hear this conversation painted in this way mm. because it's like actually identity politics and anti-racist discourse is not the same mm. as conspiracy theory. It mm. is not the same as like uh, radical uh, terrorism, you know, about radicalization, all that. It's not the same. Yet they are, they are branded on the same spectrum. Correct. But they're not. So every time I see people talk about horrible, or say, say really big, bigoted things, mm. or say really horrible things mm. to to discriminated groups, I usually, I, I try to actually engage with them mm. on, on like the today comment section. I try. And I'm very polite about it. I always go like, hi, how are you? I'm like, I just want to say this. And I try to have a conversation because I think there's not enough of that out there. Mm. And people on the progressive side are also to blame because they tend to attack the, cu- the way things are stacked currently in our society, it does favour conservatism. It does favour not rocking the boat. It does favour not standing up for what you believe in. Yep. Right? And what, what we are witnessing is that every time someone demands for equality and when these demands for equality become more visible as they have in Singapore in the past, I'd say, five to ten years, yep. what you're, the, the opposition you're hearing, the tenor of it is fear. And it, it disappoints me that that kind of response is being dignified as being morally superior mm. or uh, steady-handedness. Right. You know, I mean, actually, can we can we just look at it for what it is, which is fear, lack of understanding, ignorance, exactly. bigotry. And bigotry is not a dirty word. Bigotry is not an aggressive word. It is a factual word mm-hmm. to describe the resistance against people asking for equality. And these difficult conversations are not only for the citizens to have, Mm. they're also for the government to have and to figure out how... To carry on. To carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like it or not, the the face of our citizenry is changing. Mm. And and that needs to be reckoned with in some way or another. Mm. Yep. And um, on that note, yeah, uh, shall we play ourselves? Happy out? January! Yeah, shall we play January out with like uh, some of the wisest words ever spoken by a Singapore politician? Okay, okay, I'm waiting. Yeah, mm. Singapore, we have it together. <laughs> Alright, it's time for our third and final segment <clears throat> Bite Size Science Where yeah. resident science expert Kishan Kumar Singh That's Gives me. us some Bite Size Science To help us get through 21st century living yeah. 21st century living is very tiring Yeah, increasingly so <laughs> yeah, Increasingly so It's only Thursday And I've already got like my gin on Oh, wow yeah. well, well done, sister yeah. So what Bite Size Science Do you have for us today, uh, Kishan? Coincidentally mm. <laughs> What a lovely segue. I decided to talk about uh, doing dry January. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so, okay, I, I think... <laughs> oh my God, girl. Come on. So, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about dry January. Sure, sure. Why people do it mm-hmm. and why I did it and what I think it's doing for me. And actually, I've unearthed quite interesting things as I usually do in this th- this like whole little research yeah. spiels that I do before the and, podcast. And while you do this, I'm going to have... Numerous sips of this neat gin. I'm drinking gin neat as we do this. Please, please. Yeah, I'm okay. hoping. I was actually when I was typing this out, I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if as I'm reading this, right, would Joel actually then think about it and then start doing maybe like a dry month? Okay, okay. Nah, okay, yeah. yeah, let's see, dear listeners. Let's will Joel see. be persuaded by the end of this segment? Will you Correct. tell us about it in the comments? <laughs> okay, so what is dry January? I think we all know dry January is like this, this, uh, promise to yourself of sorts to just not drink alcohol for the month of January, Yeah, right? because you would have done so much partying in December. Exactly. You, you kind of like want to be virtuous in January. Correct. Yeah. So that, that that's that's the whole shtick of it. Or like some people say like, oh, as like a New Year resolution, I will not touch alcohol for like a month or whatever. Sure, girl. You know, which is, which is fine. Okay, mm. that's what people, uh, that, that's basically what dry January is. But why do people do it really? And what's the reason for me doing it? So the main thing, the main obvious thing that for why people do this is health. Alright? Right. The number one reason why people go on dry January is basically to 
save their liver a little bit mm. to give the liver a little bit of relief so liver relief lah mm-hmm. i mean we all know that the liver is involved in metabolizing alcohol all sorts of shit right uh but the liver is Im- immensely important for all sorts of other things like metabolizing all sorts of uh your proteins uh carbohydrates and your fats producing uh, hormones uh, enzyme activation all sorts of stuff and alcohol is just added burden onto the liver so if you take that away then your liver can then regenerate not, not regenerate regenerate is a loose word but to but kind of focus on other things kind of focus right? on other things and focus on things that it was meant right? focus <laughs> on things that are a little bit more important I just have this like a uh, personification of the liver going like oh my god stop stop it with the alcohol I'm trying to do all my other things <laughs> that's uh, literally your it. liver stop drinking yeah I like, she's just like <laughs> sister is like tired that she has to focus I all her energy I've got blood cells to make <laughs> Exhausted. <laughs> yeah, she is really exhausted. So that that's the main thing because people connect alcohol to liver and they want to like save the organ yeah, a little bit, lah. Sure. The second thing is weight loss. So alcohol. I mean, we all know this that alcoholic drinks are high in calories. Let's not even talk about the freaking like cocktails that people drink where they add like all the sugary things, right? The cocktails are really uh, are extremely. Uh, have high calorie content, mm-hmm. but alcohol themselves have high calorie content. So. That's really? Quite, yeah, that's, 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 that's quite a big thing. Really? Yeah, but you'd be so happy to know that gin is one of the lowest. Yeah, I know. When I, when I did my research, I found out that gin was one of the lowest. That I was actually quite happy. What's the highest? Uh, tequila was right up there. Ah, uh, because it's made from agave. Yeah, Tequila was right up there. I can't... Uh, then Whiskey, I'm guessing. One of the beers was very high. Ah, uh, beer, of course, like, because yeah. it's made from wheat, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was quite So like, quite what, intense. Is, what is it causing... What is the sugars? Is yeah, it? it's the sugars ah, inside it. But see, so that's what we, that's what we relate it to, right? The then sugars. Then waka, waka, Uh, Waka is also quite up there. Mm, because it's made from... Ah, it's made from grain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but the thing is, we connect it very much. We connect... um weight gain with sugars very much mm. but the alcohol in alcohol itself like the ethanol itself can kickstart fat production what so the, yeah what yeah the ethanol itself can lead to lipogenesis if say that again what genesis lipogenesis is the is the scientific term for fat cell creation yeah so what happens is that if you're it also sounds like the book of the bible dedicated to fat shaming <laughs> in the, the beginning there was fat and you were it, <laughs> fatty lipogenesis. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but, please but it, continue. It is a it is a worrying thing that because if your body is inundated with a lot of ethanol, what it tries to do is that it tries to break it down as in the normal way. But then it gets so this factory line of breaking it down gets so jam packed with too much ethanol that another factory line needs to open up because if not. There's too much ethanol just running through your system, and that other factory line leads to fat production. What is the other factory line? Can it's you just sum- fat production, lah. Oh, it's just another another metabolic pathway opens up that eventually. Wait, leads so to alcohol fat can be converted to fat. Ethanol uh, can be converted to fat. Yes, uh, through many processes, like that explains a lot. Yeah, so it can cause fat production. So many people go through dry January to literally just lose weight. Ah, uh, yeah. So that explains a lot because I've been running a lot, but I have not lost any weight. So it, I mean, it, that gives you a sense of. Have you been drinking a lot? <laughs> hmm. um, I'll, I'll, che- I'll check my diary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next, the other next. thing that people want to do is to look good. So this one was interesting to me. What's dry January got to do with looking good? So, do you know? Do you, okay. Remember when we used to go out all the time, like in the in the in the bar in, in the before uh, to, times in the before times yeah. the pre COVID days. Yeah. We used to go to bars and whatever, and then we would have too much to drink, and then the next day we wake up not only feeling like shit but looking like shit. Don't say that. Okay. No, we really <laughs> did. We look like like five kinds of shit. Okay. We really did. <laughs> so I mean, there are two reasons for this. Alcohol is a diuretic, right? So it makes you pee, so it dehydrates you, oh. and so that's very bad for your skin. Mm. Again, we're all no stranger to post alcohol binging pimples. Fair Right Is alcohol hitty or cooling? <laughs> I think it's very hitty Hitty I think it's very hitty, hitty. Mm, okay. mm. But the most interesting I f- thing I found out Was that alcohol causes full, bo- full body systemic inflammation So if you drink too much alcohol Okay, by too much I mean like more than your your regular dose. Huh? So like uh, the regular dose according to uh, Mayo Clinic is more than two drinks for a day for a man. What? Yeah, more than two drinks a day. Is, and I is, got shocked. Is, eh. is excessive? Yeah. That's I, that's a little bigoted. I, yeah, I to- <laughs> I totally got a shock. I was like, what? More than two drinks a day? Yeah, that's okay. What two drinks a day? I mean, I think like three is also okay lah. But, yeah. but I I got shocked. A day ah, okay, a day is a bit intense. But yeah. then when so what happens is that. The inflammation causes your face to puff up, so and you look very puffy. 
literally that. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So waking. So some people don't want to drink because they are afraid how they will look like in the face and how it affects their skin. Ah. So. Uh, just staving, you no, know, just staying away from alcohol for a while actually helps improve your skin, helps no, not cause inflammation, and it's a good thing, lah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Mm. And the last thing, and this was for me, okay, it was mental health. As in, why you? Yeah, why on- I went on dry January was because of mental health. So alcohol, we all know, is a depressant, right? Mm. So um, it can affect mood, sleep. Concentration, mm. also, it can make you get very angry, and mm. I tend to get angry when I'm on alcohol. Um, and it can ex- excessive long, excessive um, binging lah. Okay, of alcohol can actually change your brain chemistry a bit and make you more susceptible to that depressive modes. Okay, because because of how it affects because of how it affects the the neurotransmitters I, I, in the yeah, brain. I can, I can attest to this. Yeah, like, I think I started drinking a lot more during COVID, right? And then because of like the mental stresses of that time i've noticed that every time i drink nowadays right i go into the next day i yeah. will be very low ah mentally. I, I, I believe yeah. that yeah so that's kind of like what the it lines up with the the the, the, the literature out there la. Mm. and for me uh, 2020 was a very rough year because not only i mean it was a rough year for everyone but i had things planned post 2020 mm. and life just got you know, like put on hold a little bit and it really ticked me off. But what ticked me off was towards the end of 2020 when I had to prepare for school in 2021. And all I was thinking was, are you kidding me? Like life is still carrying on after this. Mm. I just felt very hopeless. Mm. And it, it was... Um, chitted, uh, chitted. Yeah, very yeah. chitted. Chitted is the right chitted, word. Chitted. But it, it, there was a period of time, like just for a while, I just felt a bit hopeless. And I, I think I, I likened it to building a house in the middle of a forest fire. I was like, this is a useless thing that we're doing. And I had to do it. I had to go for school meetings. And Mm. I felt like this is a farce. Mm. The world is burning around us and we are preparing. It feels bizarre. Mm. So, and I didn't like how alcohol, when put into that situation, made me feel. Mm. Because it made me feel even worse. Mm. And so I said to myself, I cannot have alcohol in January. Because if I do... And when I step into 2021, it is it will it will literally fuck me up because mm. I don't think I was in a good mental space at the end of 2020 mm. uh, So that was my reason for doing it la. So now the big question is, of course, does it work? Does, does it work? Does dry January or short term abstinence of alcohol work? Now, interestingly, <laughs> I went to search for like actual research. Has this been done? And lo and behold, sister, in 2017, a study was done by the NHS in London to actually find out whether short-term alcohol abstinence yielded anything positive. And? The short story is yes. And it yes. Chai <laughs> January works. You heard it here on the T42 podcast. And I th- when I read through the article, I was shocked at how much good it did, even though it was just one month. Wow. It did so many things that, like... Uh, so the research study was basically they took two people who were heavy drink uh, two group uh, they well rather they invited people who were heavy drinkers to participate in the study and they told them okay who wants to do dry January so it was self-selecting lah and then they found they made one group that said yes and the other group said no we don't want to do it and then they just carried on with their normal lives for one month and then they took all sorts of blood samples and they just measured different things and they found out these things there blood pressure dropped significantly in the people who did um who, who, who did the dry January Weight dropped significantly In people who did dry January Likelihood of cancer Dropped significantly Likelihood of uh, getting diabetes Dropped significantly All in that one fucking month You know And it was It was significant drops To the point that I actually looked at the paper And go like Are you kidding me? This needs to be replicated Because I felt like This was too good to be true But it was a paid study it was, And I looked at like Who was paying for it It wasn't like Like uh, a company that was against alcohol and anything like that. It was what what company would be against alcohol? I mean, I don't know lah. Like, it was just literally by the NHS, and they just wanted to test this idea of dry January out because there was very little research on short-term abstinence mm. of alcohol, and they just wanted to check. But, but how long do these effects last? Because like mm. the thing about dry January is that you cut it out, and then on the first of February, you're like, hey, right? See, that's the thing. So, uh. So this was very clear that this is short-term abstinence and the paper didn't go on to do a longitudinal study of these people after that. Mm. Whether they went back to their own ways and the consequence of their own ways, they they really (laughs) don't know. Which is, you know, which is fine. I think 
on uh, the paper still has merits just for short term abstinence. And I think that's something that needs to be highlighted. It, it sounds really like what this is advocating is generally cutting alcohol out of your life. Uh, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what. It's like the best thing you could do for yourself is to cut alcohol out of your life. That is the best yeah. thing you could do. But of course, there are some papers that say um, controlled drinking of alcohol can actually be really good for you. Like some people, there are some papers that say red wine. Drinking um, one or two glasses of red wine a day actually extends your life. Yeah, so, I've read that one too. Yeah. So, but I think what is important to note is that these short-term things, there might be something there and that, that's really cool. Uh, but what was the most interesting thing for me was that uh, when I was doing a little bit of research on this, so Dry January apparently is super big in the UK yes. to the point that there are for you to do uh, apps for you to download to track your dry January hmm. there's a whole freaking website to like say your dry January experience and to like egg each other on and go like okay let's do this let's do this or whatever it's super 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 big and because there's such a ready pool of people there hmm. they then were able to longitudinally track these people and they found out that about 60% of the people who did dry January later went on to really control their drinking because then they became super aware of alcohol around them. Right. And they really just drank like one drink a week or just one one drink every time they went out or something like that. But then that. this is also the UK we're talking about, la, which, you know, like the national institution of the UK is the pub. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like literally like you people in the UK drink far too much on, uh, a, on an true. ordinary basis. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of like it's uh, can be worrying. Yeah, like. They smoke also like crazy. Yeah, they smoke like. and drink at a it's at insane. An, at an alarming rate. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, all the more this is amazing, right? Like because like it's right there. The pub is right there, the corner pub or whatever. Right. And they still think about it, and they go like, "No, I think I've had my one drink for the day, and I'm done." Mm. And these were people who were heavy drinkers before. Right. You know, so that's amazing. So did it work for me? We're almost to the end of the month, and. Yeah, I, what, what have you noticed in yourself? So I, I've lost uh, about 1.5 kg weight, just mm. like, like that, which is great. I sleep better. I sleep almost immediately. Now I lay my head on the bed and boom, I'm just out. Usually I don't. Mm. Usually I'm like tossing and turning and I'm up till very late. I saved so much money <laughs> because right. alcohol here is it's expensive. ridiculously yes. expensive. Right? So I saved a lot of money. At least my spending has dropped tremendously. I don't crave it as much. The first week was hell. I was like, oh my God, I need a gin. I need a gin. But now I'm like, okay, whatever. Wow, I'm just I'm gonna take a sip yeah. of gin as you. Um. I, I just don't crave it as much. But for me, the reason why I wanted to do it was because I was mentally in a bad place, right? Hmm. And mentally, I'm when I go to school now, when I go to work, or when I, whatever, I actually am excited. I'm I'm I feel myself being more present mm. at work, and I feel myself being sharper. So which the question, is the question la. I need to ask as someone who is um you know close to you. Mm. And now have a kind of working, perhaps professional relationship. Will you extend your dryness beyond January? Eh? Will I? This is the no. this is the essential question. No la, For me, I I I don't think so because I've reached a stage with this dry January thing to go like. I just want to ask myself, could I do it? And today's the twenty eighth of January. Like we're recording on twenty eighth January. Um, I, we're almost done <laughs> Next time Our listeners hear you You'll be I, slurred Your speech will be slurred <laughs> You'll be you're like Hi no, everyone That's hey, not Kish. what That's uh, not what I wanted to say <laughs> No 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 I just I just told myself Could I do it The answer is I think yes But Am I going to be very aware Of alcohol now I think I am Right To the extent where You might be like Okay I am gonna stop at 2 today Yeah right. I, I think I think Like like that's what I want to do now, lah. Mm. Yeah, and I, I am I glad that I'm there. I I think so. Good for you. Yeah, I think this is an int- it was an interesting experiment that yielded results that I didn't think it would yield. Right. Yeah. I'm very happy for you, Kishin. Yeah. And like I truly admire the the determination with which you see my speech is slow. The determination <laughs> with which you have approached this dry January has been yeah. occasionally frustrating to witness because like I associate <laughs> you with that part of my life which is mostly about like um, ratchet nights out and like we can still have ratchet nights out. Not if you're not fucking drunk, bitch. No, like first February is coming. I won't. Maybe I won't get drunk. Yeah, okay, first first February I'll turn up at your at your doorstep. We're like, hey, bitch. Okay, let's do it. Party's back. On, you will undo all of the health benefits of your month of dryness. 
Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Dear listeners of T42, <laughs> abstain on the short term for alcohol and it just might save your life. Yes. Mm. Singapore, we have it together. <laughs> I am so excited to get started with season two. Oh my god, we have so many ideas. I feel this is a gaping hole in my life. I'm so glad. It's me now too. Again. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm very happy to have this hole filled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dear <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for patiently waiting for season two. Albeit it was just one month, but yeah. you know, in 2021, one month can feel like a year. Yeah, right? it really yeah. has. <laughs> it really is a year, really. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh, and on that note, I just wanted to leave you guys with a shout out to I, a very important resource that I think could be really interesting. So, like, I don't know if you guys listen to or watch the YouTuber Contrapoints or Natalie Wynn. She's a kind of like oh, she's amazing. She's an amazing former philosopher who is a trans woman who makes these amazing, very very intelligent and um, deeply incisive videos on YouTube that deal with internet culture, uh, but you know, just generally politics in general. And I think quite yeah. accessibly delivered. Yes, very and entertainingly. So, and yeah. her latest video, uh, titled "JK Rowling," really deals with like um, arguments against trans liberation from like turfs and like uh, oh how apropos it's, so yeah I feel like if, if you're trying to kind of wrap your mind around how to talk to people about trans rights and how to kind of like process the arguments of the anti-trans lobby yeah. I think that's a really great video oh that's good to, yeah and it also kind of really outlines you know what bigotry is and you know what it isn't yeah and it, it really is I thought it was a really important resource oh, to excited. help unpack a lot of the things that are coming up uh, in Singapore right now mm. and, and with that Singapore <laughs> together. oh my this god is, we are, we've abused it. I'm gonna take this off our sound pad for the next episode so Correct. we don't have access oh to it oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> I've so missed being with you in the studio, Kishan. Oh, me too, Joel. I, yeah. miss, I miss this very much. And I miss you, our dear listeners. I'm yeah. so glad we're back on the airwaves. Mm. Until next time, thank you very much. It's Minjo. And this is Kishan. Signing off. Signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.